Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Okay, how great was that? Baby dedication on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. We're thankful for you. And, uh, you know, I just I have a couple of funny things to share. You know, you know I do. So I was looking up funny Father's Day jokes, and all I was seeing was dad jokes. And I was like, no, that's not what I want. I want something actually about Father's Day. So on Reader's Digest, I found some quotes about dads. Okay, this one is from Jerry Seinfeld. He said, you can tell what was the best year of your father's life because they seem to freeze that clothing style and ride it out. (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. That was pretty good. All right, and here's a quote from James Breakwell. He's a comedian. He's got four girls, and the four-year-old says, tell me a scary story. So he says, one time, little people popped out of your mom, and they never stopped asking questions. (laughs) And the four-year-old said, why? <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Why? If you've ever had a four-year-old, you know that that is their favorite word in the whole world. So we're just really glad that you're here. I'm super excited to share with you. And uh, I just want to say, I know that Father's Day is like a special day, but also can be a difficult day for some people. Maybe you're missing your dad. Maybe you have a difficult relationship with your dad. And we just want to say that we understand that, and uh, we're here to celebrate, but also we recognize that it's a challenging day. Okay, so we're going to continue our series about Father Abraham. See that Father's Day? The father of our faith, all right? I like that. And we're going to talk about how God sees and God provides. So our opening verse is from James 2, verse 23, and it says, And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for this beautiful day, for all these babies that we were able to dedicate to you, for the fathers that are here. And God, I pray that you would help as I preach this word, that there would be something that each person would be able to get a hold of and keep and learn more about you and how much you love us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, so we're going to pick up the story of Abraham, the father of our faith. So God came to Abraham when he was 75 years old, and he said, you know, leave and go to a land I will show you, and I'm going to make you into a great nation, and all the peoples on the earth are going to be blessed through you. And so Abraham believed God. 25 years later, God miraculously gave Abraham and Sarah a son, and Abraham was 100 years old, and Sarah was about 90, and they named him Isaac, which means laughter, I guess it was pretty funny to see a 100-year-old and a 90-year-old having a baby. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to pick up Abraham's story in Genesis chapter 22, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 18. Are you ready? Got it. Okay, 18 verses. We're on it. Genesis 22, starting in verse 1. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son your only son whom you love, Isaac, 
and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. And on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. And he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father? Yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. All right, so I just read like like a whole bunch, but we're going to break it down. We're going to go through it. Um, So let's talk about what happened in this story. So it says sometime later, and we really don't know how much time has passed, but biblical scholars think maybe Isaac was about 20 years old when this story happened. And it says that God tested Abraham. Now, why? Why would he do that? Um, When the angel of the Lord stopped Abraham from going through it, he said, now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son. God was building a nation and all of Christianity on Abraham and his family and this nation, and he needed to know that Abraham had faith, and he needed to know that Abraham trusted God more. He valued God more than what God had given him. I think sometimes, you know, God blesses us. He gives us things, but sometimes we start to, like, value the things that God has given us more than God himself. And God needs to know, Abraham, like, do you really love me more than anything? So God spoke to Abraham and asked him to sacrifice his son, who he loved, the miracle provision from God that he had waited 25 years for. Well, actually, he'd waited 100 years, but after he had told me he was going to have a son, it was 25 years, the one that God said he would build the nation through. And so he asked him to do it. And so what does Abraham do? Does he, like, think about it for a month or two? Does he, like, talk to some people? Like, do you think that this could possibly be God speaking to me? No. Early the next morning, he did not delay. He did not hesitate. I think I would have been, like, waiting. 
but he was ready. And he set off with Isaac and the two servants. He obeyed right away. And I love what Matthew Henry says in his commentary. He says, the best evidence of our fearing God is our being willing to serve and honor him with that which is dearest to us and depart with all to him and for him. Is there anything in your life that you believe God is asking you to give up? Don't be like the rich young ruler who left Jesus sad because he was not willing to give up the one thing that Jesus asked of him. And this story reminds me of uh, when Mike and I were dating. Um, We were in college, and uh, on a Sunday, now I just want you to know, it worked out in the end, okay? Don't be worried. We've been married almost 25 years. Okay, but a long time ago when I was in college, Mike called me on a Sunday evening. This was back when you had to pay like long distance bills and oh, we could rack up some money on long distance when we were dating. So he called me on a Sunday and he told me that God, you know, God, God had told him to break up with me. And so like, what could I say? Because I was a good Christian girl. Like, what am I going to say? Like, God did not tell you that. Like, I don't, I don't know, but I was kind of I was kind of mad about it. So he broke up with me. And then um, I talked to my parents that night, Sunday. And it's interesting because my dad said the strangest thing to me. He said, maybe you were his Isaac. And I was like, okay. But I'm still mad about it. Like, (laughs) all right. So the other side of the story that I found out later is that after Mike broke up with me, he was looking kind of sad. He was at his house, you know, because I'm pretty great. He didn't want to break up with me. So he's looking kind of sad, and his dad said to him, why are you so sad? And he said, well, I broke up with Elizabeth. And his dad said something like, why did she do that? Like, you should go get back with her. Like, what are you doing? Go fix it. And so Mike was like, okay. So he called me back and he said he was sorry. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll, <laughs> guess I'll take you back. But I'll never forget my dad saying that to me. Maybe you were his Isaac. Like maybe God like, wanted him to be willing to give you up, but not, you know. Anyway, so I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> all right, so it worked out. 25 years, we're, we're good, we're good. The journey took three days. So he got up early in the morning. He didn't hesitate. But then it takes three days to get there. And I can't imagine the turmoil that Abraham was in. He loved Isaac. He loved him. He was his promise. He had waited. And uh, when they got close to their destination, Abraham told the servants, wait here with the donkey, and then we will come back to you. He said, we will worship and then we will come back to you. So Abraham believed that God was able to make a way for Isaac to come back with him. That was faith. He didn't know how God would do it. But he had faith. Faith is believing what we cannot see. All right, so Abraham took the wood for the sacrifice, and he placed it on his son Isaac to carry. Abraham carried the knife and the fire, which is kind of cool because we have fire starters today for the dads. As they went along, Isaac said, the fire and the wood are here. 
where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And I love Abraham's response. He said, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. And when they reached the place, God had told him, Abraham built an altar and he placed the wood on it. He bound Isaac and put him on the altar. And I think Isaac must have trusted his father. Because I don't think that Abraham could have forcibly tied him and put him on the altar. Because Isaac was probably about 20 years old. Abraham was 100 years old. I mean, a 20-year-old can overpower a 100-year-old in most cases. So I think that Isaac also trusted his father. So Abraham had demonstrated this faith in God. Isaac is now trusting his father, who has faith in God. And when Abraham is about to slay his son, I imagine it like this, like he got up early in the morning, but maybe when it comes down to the very moment, he's like real slow, like... Like he's about to do it, and uh, the angel calls out, Abraham, Abraham, and he's like, here I am. Okay, so the angel says, do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. And I love the way that Hebrews chapter 11 describes this. We were in Hebrews chapter 11 last week talking about the faith of Abraham, and starting in verse 17, it says, By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. I'm imagining that Isaac had never seen anyone raised from the dead because I don't see a story before Abraham where God raised him from the dead. He believed that God could do the impossible that he had never even seen God do. That's the faith that he had. So he embraced the promises. He obeyed in faith. He took God at his word. When Abraham looked up and saw the ram in the thicket and he sacrificed it instead, He didn't have to wait for the provision. It was already there. It didn't like, he didn't have to like wait five minutes. Like it was already there. God had already provided. God has already provided what you need. You don't have to wait for it. So God told Abraham, oh, Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide because he provided the ram. God told Abraham he would make his descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Now, I know some people have very recently been to the beach, and they can attest to the fact that there is a lot of sand on the seashore. Mike hates sand. I know that he's feeling very much like he loves me if he's willing to go walk on the sand with me because there is so much sand. That is a lot of sand. That's a lot of descendants that God told Abraham he was going to have. And he said, through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you obeyed me. And I love what the book of James has to say about Abraham. Abraham, the father of our faith, he's actually mentioned quite a bit in the New Testament. So in James chapter 2, verses 18 through 24, James, you know, he's, uh, he tells it like it is, and he starts off, you foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? 
Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. So Abraham was considered righteous because of his faith and his actions. What he did proved what he believed. Faith must be demonstrated. Are your actions evidence of your faith? Abraham believed that God would provide a lamb for the sacrifice, and he had prior knowledge of God's provision because he had given him a son at the age of 100. It's kind of crazy. And when Abraham sees the ram in the thicket and sacrifices it, he called that place, the Lord will provide. And when you look at this phrase in the original language, which is Hebrew, it is translated Jehovah Jireh. Now, this really makes me think of a song that I grew up with. Um, This song is from 1986. That's like 35 years ago. And it's called Jehovah Jireh. It's by Don Moen. And if you listen to Christian music uh, 35 years ago, you might have heard it. And I thought that I might spare you me singing because there is a reason why I am not on the worship team, even though I love to sing. It's, it's a joyful noise is all I'm going to say. And so the awesome media team said they would play a clip of the song for you because I just feel like you need, you need to hear it. So thank you, media team. Okay, how great was that? How great was that? Okay, and you're welcome for not singing to you. Okay, so this is what I grew up with. Um, From the age of 10, Jehovah Jireh means my provider. It's a name of God. And when when I looked it up in the original Hebrew, I was expecting just to see Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide, God my provider. And I was surprised to see that if you dig into the word gyra, the root of it is to see. So putting Jehovah the Lord together with gyra to see means the Lord is provision. The Lord will see and provide. The Lord will see and supply provision. God saw Abraham's faith and obedience. He saw what he needed. He needed a lamb for the sacrifice. God provided just what he needed. The ram was already there waiting for Abraham. God sees what you need. He sees your heart and your faith and your obedience to him. He sees and knows what you need, and he will provide. God saw what I needed when my my dad died suddenly of a heart attack nine years ago. He saw where I was. He saw me. He saw what I needed. And he provided for me. He gave me peace. 
He gave me hope. He gave me strength. It was a very dark time. It was a very hard time. And I just want you to know that I know that God sees you. He knows what you need. He was there for me. He walked with me. And he sees you and he's going to walk with you too. Um, Paul tells us in Philippians 4, verse 19, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. I think we might need to say that one again. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And we all have needs. But our greatest need is for a Savior. And Isaac in the story really reminds me of Jesus. And I love the way Kurt Strassner puts it in the Bible commentary. This is what he says. Like Isaac, Jesus faced a sacrificial death at the hands of his own father. Like Isaac, Jesus took up the wood on which he would give his life and carried it into the countryside of Moriah around what we now know as Jerusalem. And like Isaac, Jesus had questions about his father's plan. If you are willing, remove this cup from me. But like Isaac... Jesus faithfully obeyed his father, yet not my will, but yours be done. But that is where the similarities end. For Jesus, there was no ram in the thicket. For Jesus, there was no substitute. Jesus' father actually went through with what Abraham only contemplated, sacrificing his son, his only son, whom he loves for the sake of sinners. Isaac was spared, but God did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all. That's from Romans 8.32. So God the Father sacrificed his own son that he loved, just like Abraham loved Isaac, just like you love your children. Um, and even Abraham, as amazing as his faith was, he made some mistakes. If you, if you read Genesis, you're going to see like there are some things that were messed up. None of us are perfect. We all sin. We all displease God, and our sin deserves death, but God gave us Jesus to pay for the sins of the world. And um, there's a verse that really sums it up. It's John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I was teaching Sunday school a couple weeks ago, and this was our verse that we were talking about. And uh, it was really kind of cool because they gave... Um, some hand motions to go with the verse. And this is a verse that's very familiar, but I thought this really was really cool. Okay, so um, you might could do it with me if you want to. Okay, so God loved, God gave, whoever believes will live forever. Well, that was kind of cool. I thought that was fun. We did it in uh, Sunday school. And even though that's a verse that's easy to remember, I kind of like that. God loved, God gave, whoever believes will live forever. And on this Father's Day, consider that God gave up his only son for you so that we have the opportunity to put our faith in him. And if we believe in him, we'll be able to live in eternity with him. And if you have not made a decision to follow Jesus, I just want to say, do it. Like, it's the best decision you could make in your whole life. It's a great day to believe. Father's Day 2021, um, believe and act by praying and giving your life over to him. And if you're making that decision today, we would love to know about it. If you're here in the service, we would love to pray with you. And if you're online, we would love for you to go to victorychristian.church 
and click on next steps, and we would love to uh, pray with you, walk with you, be with you in that journey. So we all have needs. And what I want to ask you today is what do you need? What do you need today? What is in your heart? Do you need healing? Do you need peace? Do you need joy? Do you need a relationship restored? Do you need help forgiving someone? Do you need resources? God sees what you need. And he sees your heart and your trust in him. He's going to take care of you. So pray to him and tell him what you need. He sees, he knows, he will provide for you. And we would love to pray in faith with you. If you're here, we would love to pray for you if you have a need. And um, I'm just going to mention at the end that there's a new song, 35 years later, after Jehovah Jireh, there's a new song. It's called Jireh. It's by Elevation Worship and uh, Maverick City. And it is amazing. It's really good. You should definitely listen to it. I might have listened to it three times already this morning, okay? Um, And it talks about how loved we are and how Jesus is enough for us. So I just want to say thank you, and I'm going to pray before we close. Jesus, thank you so much that you gave your only son that you loved, Jesus, for us. You sacrificed him for us so that we could believe and follow him. And God, we thank you so much that you were willing to do that. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you see us, you see what we need, and that you provide for us. You are such a good father, and we love you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.